안녕하세요. Good morning, good morning, my dear brothers and sisters, clergy and ambassador for peace. 안녕하십니까? Last night I came back to New York again, and then I prepared to go to sub region three very soon. Uh, yesterday I visited GPA members in Morgan Ranch, Texas. I was so happy to see our heavenly, beautiful children. I really feel overwhelmed. They are so beautiful. They are really handsome boys and beautiful girls. I gave guidance to GPA regarding the, the purpose of the witnessing, which is to experience God's heart and also how God's concern is total salvation. Some of them share with her tears. I really moved by our GPA members' reflection after came back from overseas. Our brother Roland gave a very, very beautiful report of the Chanil Group missionaries' activities from Albania, Benin, Dominican Republic, and Zambia. And we heard the testimonies from Chanil Group missionaries who went overseas. They had a tearful and heartistic sharing about experiencing God's heart to save all mankind. Each team offered also great performance. Uh, my brothers and sisters, today I'd like to talk about the movement for the unification of North and South Korea from True Mother's Anthology, Book One. So let's invite Heavenly Honey. The movement for the unification of North and South Korea. Humankind has suffered through World War I and World War II. And after World War II, there was endless conflict between democracy and communism. Since then, Korea regained independence from 40 years of Japanese occupation and suffered through the horrors of the Korean War, leaving Korea one of the last divided nations in the world today. The division of the Korean Peninsula into North and South is the global fruit grown from the seeds of good or evil that were sown from Cain and Abel due to the fall of the first ancestors. In other words, the North's communism is the result of a Cain-type view of life and structure that appeared in history. It represents a world communist camp by denying religious values and establishing an atheistic Atheist communist country. On the other hand, the South is the result of an able type view of life and structure that appeared in history. It is a representative nation of the free world and is the country that has more religions than any other on earth. Soon the Koreas will represent the division between good and evil in the world, with South Korea representing good and North Korea representing evil. The Korean Peninsula will represent the whole world in the last battle between good and evil. Therefore, unification on the Korean Peninsula is the key to world peace and unification. Thus, Korean unification is not a simple political event or task. Unification is the providential historical gateway 
to realizing God's ultimate goal of the providential history of salvation, which is the restoration of heaven on earth, an ideal world of interdependence, mutual prosperity, and universally shared values. It is a three-dimensional task that concerns countless people in this world. Thus, Korean reunification is not a problem that can be solved through politics alone. Therefore, in early December 1991, for seven days, he visited North Korea and held a meeting with its leader of the time, President Kim Il-sung, in order to inform him of heaven's command and God's will regarding the matter of unification. Father spoke clearly, North Korea and South Korea cannot unify with Juche ideology. With Godism and unification thought, which is headwind thought, North Korea and South Korea can achieve peaceful unification and become a unified Korea that can lead the whole world. He openly refuted the hackneyed story that the South had invaded the North on June 25th, rather than the North invading the South. While touring the world with my husband, I have met many leaders in various countries. Yet, during my visit to Pyongyang, I needed particularly resolute and serious determination. The Bible records how Jacob's older brother Esau tried to kill him, but through severe trials and hardships, Jacob moved Esau's heart with wisdom and devotion, and the two brothers were able to reconcile. Through similar efforts, my husband and I held successful negotiations with Kim Il-sung of North Korea. Korean unification is not only the politician's responsibility, but God can intercede. Even now, Reverend Moon is mobilizing a foundation across the globe to achieve Korean unification according to God's will. He is tackling it day and night to build an ideal world of peace without immorality and decadence. Thank you, Heavenly Honey. Let's summarize what True Parents said here. Okay, once again, I'd like to uh, talk to you the main point, what just now True Mother saying. Okay, Heavenly Honey, please read. Korea is the last divided nation in the world today. The division of the Korean Peninsula into North and South is the global fruit grown, sown, grown from the seeds of good or evil that was sown from Cain and Abel due to the fall of the first ancestors. The Koreas will represent the division between good and evil in the world, with South Korea representing good and North Korea representing evil. The Korean Peninsula will represent the whole world in the last battle between good and evil. Therefore, unification on the Korean Peninsula is the key to world peace and unification. Thank you. True Father said that if only North and South Korea just unite, centering on God, 
world peace will automatically come about. Therefore, God's final providence is the providence centered on the reunification of the Korean Peninsula. Due to this reason centered on Korean Peninsula, many problems are occurring between surrounding powerful nations. The current war between Russia and Ukraine should also be viewed from this perspective. In that sense, Korea 38th parallel is like the boundary between the whole communist world and the democratic world and good and evil. From a providential point of view, centering on South Korea, the mother nation, Japan, the elder nation, America, must become one with the true mother to deal with the Cain realm centered on North Korea. On the other hand, in the Cain realm centered on North Korea, China, the Eve nation, Russia, the Archangel nation of Cain are uniting and fighting and against the able realm by forming a cooperative system. Continue. Korean reunification is not a simple political event or task. Unification is the providential historical gateway to realizing God's ultimate goal of the providential history of salvation, which is the restoration of heaven on earth, an ideal world of interdependence, mutual prosperity, and universally shared values. Korean unification is not a problem that can be solved through politics alone. Korean unification is not only the politician's responsibility, but God can intercede. Yes. Since the Korean reunification is the final battle between God and Satan, it cannot be solved through politics alone. In Korean reunification, God must become the center and must be intervened by God. Therefore, the, uh, the unification of the Korean Peninsula must be unification centered on true parents on behalf of God. In that sense, as the elder son, the United States uh, must do its best for the father nation. Therefore, we must offer a lot of prayer and chongsong for the providence of the Chonilguk centered on Korean Peninsula. As you know that our true mother, how much seriously focus on now, heavenly unified Korea. That's why we need to really support our true mother. You know, how can we uh, establish a substantial Chonilguk centering on Korean Peninsula? A living divine principle, Recently, I'm continuing talking about the family perfection is the completion of the four great realms of heart. Okay, uh, let's uh, start from EDP first. God's second blessing, family perfection. In order to fulfill God's second blessing, individually perfected Adam and Eve by joining in loving oneness as husband and wife and raising children should have constructed a God-centered four-position foundation in their family. A family or society that has formed the four-position foundation in line with God's ideal 
is patterned after the image of a perfect individual. It thus becomes the substantial object partner to the individual who lives in oneness with God. And consequently, it also becomes a substantial object partner to God. The individual feels joy, and likewise, God feels joy when each perceives in this family or community the manifestation of his own internal nature and external form. Thus, when God's second blessing is fulfilled, this family or community also becomes a good object partner giving joy to God. Yes, thank you, Amunihani. Uh, I think, uh, you know, uh, recently I'm sharing the uh, Dr. Sanghon Lee's uh, about, uh, you know, thought of talking about the, you know, four realms of heart and father asking to uh, properly, uh, you know, explain. And then he came to Herukoro Church a long time ago. He explained for that. Uh, today, uh, we are talking about centered on universe and full of the uh, love. You know, uh, particularly, I'd like to talk about uh, conjugal love. So let's, let's read. Conjugal love is not only the love of one man and one woman, but God's love, family love, and love of the creation all summed up together as a unified love. When love is summed up, it gives rise to a multiplication effect and appears as a difficult to control starting power and motion. The place of union of such a couple is the position representing the universe. That is to say, the center of the universe as well as the position where the ideal of creation is completed and the position of the second creator. Yes, since the union and love between a man and woman in a couple represents the union and love of the universe. When husband and wife become one, they love the universe and occupy the universe. A couple's love is to occupy God. In that sense, my husband and I should serve and love each other like the universe. What do you think it is to love the universe? Do not think too big. When a wife loves her husband and her husband loves his wife, that is a love of the universe. This is the way to become a second creator. The way to conquer the universe is for a, uh, for a husband to conquer his wife with true love. And for a wife to conquer her husband with true love, also this is the way to conquer God. Dear brothers and sisters, uh, starting today, when you love your spouse, think that I love the universe. Shout out to each other that you are my universe. Hey, darling. Hey, my, you know, heavenly honey. I, you are my universe. We really need to shout to each other as a husband and wife. You are my universe. I love my universe. We need to have that kind of really thinking and concept and loving each other and shout to each other. I think this is a really beautiful commitment to really connect and more closer relationship 
between husband and wife. Next content. The Messiah, humankind's true parent, is the person who comes as the standard model of such a second creator. That makes this position the most precious and holy position, the position resembling God. Therefore, family and at the same time, all other external loves, love for the race, humankind, creation, fraternal love, patriotism, and so on, also have their root in conjugal love. Yes, conjugal love represents all love because everything in any being is a pair, right? The root of the my love for people, for humanity, for my uh, competitors, uh, of, uh, and, and for my country comes from consumer love. Therefore, when I love my country and humanity, uh, compatriots and an, uh, motherland, I must love as I love my spouse. Continue. This is because conjugal love is not simply the love between yang and yin but represents the love between all types of subjects and objects. In other words, it represents the love of substance, mind, and form, body, as well as the love between leader and follower. For example, man is heaven and woman is earth. It is the relationship of God and his object, creation, Therefore, conjugal love represents the love between God and creation, humanity. Additionally, man as the mind, substance, commands the wife and woman as the body, substance, does the action. Thus, the relationship of a couple is the relationship of subject and object as the sangsang and yangsang. Consequently, Conjugal love represents all the love between all of the universe's intangible and tangible existences. In such a sense of a conjugal relationship is a subject and object relationship. Consequently, from such a viewpoint, conjugal love is the representative of all loves between a tangible center subject and object. For example, between teacher and pupil, government and citizens, sun and earth, nucleus and cytoplasm. Thank you, Heavenly Honey. Today we learned really beautiful guidance, really uh, centered on our true parents. I think Dr. Song Lee really well described the meaning of the conjugal love. And today's youth ministry, again, I'd like to talk about three kinds of crosses. Uh, today, I'd like to talk, I'd like to more focus, which cross am I carrying? So let's read. Three kinds of crosses, series five, which cross am I carrying? As the Israelites went on their journey in the wilderness, they were in a hurry to solve their hunger and thirst. Among the 600,000 followers of Moses, how many people were genuinely concerned about him? How hard was it for Moses to lead the Israelites? How many people were worried about how pitiful 
his position was. How many people at that time thought that Moses was worried about his people so much that he couldn't worry about his own personal affairs? We can see that very few people were concerned about him. Who had to take responsibility for the Israelites when they all complained that they had no water and no food? Yes. Which cross am I carrying? Faith that carries the cross on the left is busy solving the problems of one's own circumstances. They cannot afford to worry about Abel's situation. But the fate of the right cross is trying to understand Abel's heart as they worry about and struggle to relieve their center, Abel's cross, while carrying their own cross. Uh, while witnessing the fate of the cross on the left, learns the circumstances of the others and gradually understand Abel's position. As we raise spiritual children through witnessing, we understand the circumstances and the heart of the center. Therefore, witnessing, witnessing is the best training to get to know the Lord and the, the circumstance of God. The fate of the cross, of the cross of the right side is not only concerned about his able, but also has a keen who follows and respects him. Those who do not have spiritual children who follow and respect me cannot always go beyond the fate of the cross on the left. Only when I have someone who respects and follows me, can I go beyond, beyond the fate of the cross, cross, cross on the left, you know, to have the fate in the cross on the right side, a right hand, a, a substantial result of love is absolutely necessary. My brothers and sisters, you know, the two, uh, you know, to really uh, reach to about the level of the foundation of a substance, you know, we really definitely, you know, we really raising up, you know, uh, my followers who really respect me and follow me. And then this kind of life of faith more connect to the faith of the cross or on the right side. Continue. The word to take up the cross and follow the Lord means to know the suffering of the Lord whenever I am suffering. Those words mean to accept, follow, help and serve the Lord while feeling that my suffering is not just my suffering, but the Lord's suffering. We all go on the path of hardship for the sake of the will. But what kind of suffering are we going through ourselves? It was very painful for those who bore the cross on both sides of Jesus to bear the cross together. They both found it difficult to bear the pain. Both bled equally. However, one side accused Jesus and the other side testified that Jesus was right. One committed a crime and the other was saved. Yes, growing your faith and making effort to carry Abel's cross on his, on, on his behalf is the fate of the, of the right cross. Whenever the pain of one's own cross is heavy and difficult, the fate of the right cross comforts Abel 
and the law while thinking that the crosses they carry are heavier. Whenever I have troubles, treat my troubles as the troubles of the Lord, then the circumstances of the Lord become my circumstances, circumstances, and the pain of the Lord becomes my pain. If I treat my suffering as a suffering of the Lord, I will automatically be freed from my suffering. And I will grow into a different dimension. This is the way to overcome hardship. Continue. Today, we also go through hardship together on the path of faith. However, it is human responsibility to decide whether to be saved or to sin because of one's suffering. As you go down the path of hardship, it is decided which side you are. The direction of the crosses on both sides was decided centering on the cross of Jesus. Even today, every time we suffer, are we members who care about heaven? Or do we complain about our suffering and say that we can't go on any longer? I can't suffer anymore. When will this suffering end? Has God forsaken me? There are people who complain like this. Why does my suffering continue like this? Why can't my work go well? Has God forsaken me? These complaints are resenting God. Yes, everyone goes carrying or carrying a cross without exception. But while going through the hardships of one's own identity quickly reveals what types of a person one is. For example, my brother senses, maybe today many our GPA brother senses are watching this morning devotion. When you do fundraising, your identity is quickly revealed, right? It shows whether I am a you know, dissatisfied person or not, or how impatient or impatient I am. And whether I am an easily angered person or not, whether I am an easygoing person or not, whether I am a, love, a, lover, a lover or a people or not, if you do fundraising, all of your fallen nature will come out. If you do fundraising, you can quickly find out whether you have a faith in the cross of the left or the faith on the right cross. My dear GPA brothers and sisters, members, are you, uh, are you of the left cross? Or do you have a faith in the right cross? When you are complaining and all kind of fallen nature comes out, then very, you are very near to the, the left side cross. But you are really patient very well. You understand very well. When you feel sometimes a real difficulty, and then you can feel such difficulties and can have more understanding, Abel's heart, through father's heart, through mother's heart, your heavenly father's heart, then you already grown up very much. Your life of faith very much connect to the you know, more right side of the cross. When I face hardships, do I have complaint or do I think more about true parents? who are facing even greater hardships. If you worry more about your own cross than Abel's, you need to go to the front line and have to undergo more training. 
When you feel like when you when you are when you are focusing the fundraising, when you can see your relative all come the fallen nature and always easily complain, easily up and down, and easily compromise, no patient, then you really strongly determine no matter what, I need to break through through fundraising. Through fundraising, I want to change my character. I cannot be this kind of person. I really need to adjust my character, how to, how to remove this kind of fallen nature. I need to stabilize. That's why you need to work more harder. You need to go to more front line. You need to challenge it to overcome. Life of faith is overcoming and challenging. But you try to avoid from the hardships and suffering. You cannot, there is no way to get rid of your fallen nature. That's why whenever you find out your fallen nature, you are very much up and down and no stable, and then you need to go to front line more. You need to challenge your, uh, with your fallen nature. No matter what, I need to overcome it. I need to get the victory. I have to be a victor. Life of faith is challenging. Life of faith is overcoming. I don't want to be a right side thief. I need to have the at least, you know, I cannot be a left side. I need to have to be a right side thief. More able time, more concern about the Jesus. When I suffer and then think about the Jesus' suffering, Lord's suffering, and true parents' suffering, and then think about God's suffering, this kind of challenge, this kind of overcoming, it is really you know, very important in our daily life. That's why you need to challenge. Do not avoid from the suffering. God given me suffering, you know, to remove my fallen nature, you know, to become more artistic relationship with God. As long as get rid of the, my fallen nature, then much I can close to Heavenly Father. My brothers and sisters, you are still complaining and complaining and complaining and then up and down, no stable. You are still same as the left side the thief. Always complain and dissatisfaction. Okay, next content. Asking who will understand my suffering is also resenting others. We really need to reflect on whether we are carrying the cross on the left or the cross on the right. What kind of cross do God and true parents want us to bear today? What kind of cross did the true parents who came to this earth entrust to us today? The cross that Jesus entrusted to us when he came to this earth is different from the cross true parents entrusted to us. Jesus said, take up your cross and follow me. But true parents said, let's take up God's cross and relieve God's resentment. Through these words, we should know that we have responsibility as children of God. This is the cross from a principled point of view. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Uh, thank you, Heavenly, our Heavenly Honey. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Jesus said to us, take up your cross and follow me. But true parents said, take up other people's crosses. They say, take up the cross of the nation and world. Furthermore, they taught us to become filial children who take up the cross of God and true parents. 
what kind of the cross do we who are living in the era of the Chonilgu go on and carry? Who are ones who must go and carry the cross of the Hyojong that liberates God's heart and sorrow? I am really grateful our true parents. We learn so many things from our true parents. How can I take ownership? Not just only take up my own cross, not just only follow Jesus, not just only follow true parents. Father saying that, let's take up God's sorrowful cross, God's suffering cross. Let's liberate sorrowful God. Let's believe God, God's incredible hand. This is a huge cross. True mother said, this is the cross of the Shojong. When you have a, when you have the Shojong, willingly, happily, voluntarily take up God's cross, God's sorrowful cross, through parents' suffering cross, and then we can have a strong determination how to relieve God's sorrow our true parents' sorrow, how can really establish substantial God's channel on the earth. Thank you very much.